Welcome to VIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. These are certainly uncertain times in managing funds and planning finances, you know, whether it's inflation, interest rates, market convulsions, supply chain problems, war, among other things. We're uh, making decision-making uh, so much diff more difficult for people. Um, our discussion today is going to explore these issues from two perspectives, how to invest and how to plan your funds. My guests are two leaders from these sectors. Claudio Kisani is a portfolio mentor and investment advisor with Blue Shore Wealth. And Woody Yang is a financial advisor and certified planner with Blue Shore Financial. And we're going to explore their perspectives on conditions and prescriptions for investment. Uh, it makes sense to start with a bit of a start of the uh, status of the situation. And, and I thought, um, Woody, take us into uh, what the economic situation is. Uh, for your role in this and what, what you're talking to your clients about in terms of the, the, the challenges that are out there right now and trying to make their own decisions. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here. So three major things I noticed that uh, uh, I deal with clients daily. The first one recently would be definitely high inflation period. It's a higher cost of living. We all noticed it's on like rents, gas, daily goods, such as groceries or food or even our morning coffee. We all feel the pinch. And the second thing I noticed is the higher interest rate has a great impact on people's debt, especially on variable rate mortgages, line of credit, certain consumer loans. Uh, from April till now, most of the variable rate debt has almost doubled, So, which means people have to allocate more cash flow into the debt payment to, to match the uh, increased interest rate. The third thing I notice is for people who have established a great financial habits and routinely budget and have established a financial plan, they notice that they, well, all of a sudden they have to change their financial plan. They will have to reevaluate during this situation because they will need to um, distribute income differently. For example, they need to cut certain expenses and uh, save less, maybe. Um, and for people who doesn't have a habit of budgeting or a clear financial goals, I notice that they might feel a little bit lost in this time period. They don't know what to do anymore. So those are the three major things that I noticed. Sure. And, and Claudio, uh, Woody explains a little bit about, you know, once you've got that money, how you're, how you're planning for it. But I mean, how, how do you invest in this kind of climate right now with all of these uncertainties? And walk, walk me through what kinds of things you're having to navigate with your clients. Well, Kirk, uh, to resonate Woody's point, uh, this has been the largest interest rate increase in 15 years. We have gone from zero to 4%. Uh, on the scale of rate uh, estimated by the end of the year, if the Bank of Canada and the Fed would uh, would promise and uh, and fulfill on their promise of, of bringing rates up, uh, so in this environment uh, it is a little bit more challenging. We have seen for the first time statements that are down in value since the peak of two thousand of, of twenty one in November. So I think it is really important to reevaluate your investment portfolio. Uh, it is important to be prepared to accept volatility and expect that inflation would have an impact on financial assets as well as fixed assets such as real estate um, and financial markets. Now, it's all not all gloom and doom. We have to focus on the positives in this environment. And I think for the future, financial companies with uh, good uh, 
balance sheets and, uh, and, and excellent earnings will uh, command a premium. So future uh, investments in such companies would, uh, on a long-term basis would be fruitful. At the same time, the bond market it's producing 4 and 5% yields on a short term. Therefore, uh, investors would be able to generate rates of returns in the fixed income area that they have not been uh, able to in the past. And to Woody's point, look at our GIC rates on a one-year basis, uh, Woody, right? It's, uh, it's certainly looking a lot better out there. Yeah, exactly. And what are some of the common mistakes people make in, this, in an uncertain climate like this? You know, is it... Is it Woody? Is it is it panic? Is it uh, pulling money out? Is it you know? Is it uh, deferring uh, you know deferring plans? I mean, where, where are you finding people moving right now? From financial planning perspective, uh, one of the biggest common mistakes I've seen these days is people choose to not to act, choose to stay put until. Uh, the condition has changed or they feel more comfortable in this environment. Uh, I noticed that some clients felt like overwhelmed or feel fearful in this environment, choose not to deal with the situation seems like an easier way for them to cope. Uh, another one could be um, they were influenced by certain fear-based news and start to panic. Um, they let emotions take the lead and forgot the strategies that were already set to help them to achieve their long-term financial goals. Uh, like they, they might want to change their uh, financial plan or investment strategy dra drastically uh, just because they're, they're, they're fearful, fearful of the market. So I, I believe Claudio can speak a lot to that as well. Yeah, but I, I want to stay with you for a second, Woody. Is, is it that people uh, uh, don't trust what it is that they sat down originally and scoped out as a long-term plan and they, they they decide that maybe they, they need to abandon the you know the 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 long plan here is that it i love this question because i do ask a client um when i review financial plan with them most of the time i notice that it's because of their emotion it's because they they've heard so much uh, negative news and that influenced how they think or how they evaluate their original goal they kind mm -hmm. it's Lord, their vision. That's how I see. Um, but after we sit down, we review everything, they start to get a clear picture. Oh, yes, I actually, I still have the same goals. My in, uh, my cash flow is still doing the same thing. Uh, yes, investments, environments might be different, but we are looking at the long term. We have um, 20, 30 years time till when I need the funds. So nothing really has changed. And all the investment strategies that's already in place, they are quite solid. So it's just that that emotion um, that caused the panic, I think. Yeah, Claudio, you're you're, you're obviously with with investors, uh, also trying to look for the smartest moves in uncertain times, and and it often does mean making moves, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it certainly does to resonate uh, with his point. Uh, congratulations for being human, I would say to all investors out there. I mean, um, if you decide to move to cash uh, as you as you see your portfolio moving in value, uh, to us, that's a little bit of an overreaction. If you decide to stay the course without analyzing your investment portfolio for what's in, in store for us for the next five or 10 years, well, that could also be a little bit detrimental. So 
underreacting or overreacting are things that you do not want to do during challenging times. And uh, who knows what the next decade will bring us in terms of, of returns. But I think uh, from, uh, from a financial and investment planning perspective, being proactive wins the race. There are so many things we can do with clients' investment portfolios in this environment. We can, we can design new cash flow strategies. We can talk to their professionals uh, and uh, accountants and, 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 and lawyers and, and find out if there is a way to maneuver from, from a tax perspective since assets have repriced. We can, uh, we can look at, uh, at repurposing some of the RSPs and stress test their, their liquidity as well as their risk tolerance. Uh, run scenario where maybe markets would still go down 10, 15% and see what their comfort level is at. So there's a lot of proactive work we can do right now today to position ourselves for the next five to 10 years. I'll stay with you on this one, Claudio. I, I wonder, um, the pandemic, of course, we haven't even talked about, and, and uh, it certainly was one of these things that disrupted a lot of the economy. Um, you know, as the pandemic, do you think reset what expectations might be now uh, in in the way that investment uh, yields? Is there is there any kind of pandemic, true pandemic effect you can see now? I think that's a really interesting question. Uh, very much like the chicken and the egg. I mean, at the end of the day, is is has the market reset expectation? Has the Fed pivoted or not? The thing that I will always go back to is the fact that since 2010 to 2022, we had had a, de a decade of, uh, of 600% return on the S&P 500. So the American market has generated 600% uh, in terms of, uh, of, of uh, gross returns since 2010. So now, uh, in contrast, if you look at 2000 to 2009, now that's a decade of minus 50% return. So if you look at it as a first and a second inning in a, in a game, um, now I could certainly say that, uh, that the pandemic has brought quantitative easing that has been unprecedented. But what came with that is interest rates moves from zero to almost 4% soon that are also unprecedented. And I think the expectation for return has to be brought back in line to historical norms and historical norms are six to 8%. Uh, if we are used to 20% return over the last decade, that's certainly not the status quo for financial markets. And at some point, all things will come back to, uh, to a mean. So I, I certainly expect maybe lower returns moving forward, but I'm not uh, completely disappointed or, or checking out on the, on the financial markets and, uh, and capitulating. I think this is the time to, uh, to buy quality, invest in dividend pairs, but expect the capital appreciation may be challenged for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and and Woody, it, it's apparent too that we we need to put behind us this era of nearly free money in borrowing, and uh, and therefore we have to think through a little bit differently about how it is that we're doing financial planning, um, particularly if if there's any any work that's being done or on the borrowing side um, in terms of mortgages or whatever. Um, what what kinds of um, resetting do you think the pandemic has applied in terms of that financial planning, though, for your clients? So I, yeah, I definitely agree, completely agree with uh, Claudio. Um, the last two years, investment returns were inflated by the unique measure of the pandemic. All the government's monetary policy and different uh, stimulus programs uh, has really promoted the assets value and uh, the economic performance. And the cheap debt, like 
lower low interest rate encourages all the business and individuals to spend and borrow. As a planner, I do trust setting the expectation based on a long-term his, historical data. Like Claudio mentioned, if we're looking at two different decades, uh, we can have different expectations. But if we really use long-term uh, historical data, like 20, 30 years of uh, average return uh, or average mortgage rate, for example, if we are talking about that, uh, that will be more accurate when we use that into financial planning. And in today's environment, uh, we uh, also Claudio mentioned the stress test your financial plan. Uh, so we do encourage clients to stress test their financial plan by lower expectation of the investment return and also perhaps increase a little bit of the uh, expectation to inflation to uh, give them a little bit buffer for the future projection. We all, um, we all I think, uh, watch these podcasts uh, with, uh, with also a bit of a design in mind, which is to try to understand, uh, get, get that kind of last bit of advice. Um, you know, on, the, on the basis of the discussion we've had today, um, I wonder if you could give us each a bit of a two or three point checklist uh, and around your investment and your planning. And, and Claudio, I'll start with you about you know, what, what kind, what's the stress test or the health check or the reality check that you want to provide clients in order that they, you know, they, they leave your office uh, feeling better and not worse, for instance. Well, uh, all my clients leave the office feeling better. I have to tell you that much. But uh, uh, certainly uh, the one thing that I would emphasize is it's being proactive. When you have that uh, meeting, uh, rather than having it in isolation with one individual, uh, coming in with a financial planner and investment advisor and setting parameters as to what you would like to accomplish for the next couple of years. Uh, so let's deal with the short term and then let's look in the future, 10 to 15 years, um, stress testing your liquidity. Um, if you are in an investment uh, portfolio uh, gear for retirement, do I have enough liquidity to take on the next couple of years, acknowledging that those years may be a little bit more challenging? Uh, in, in case of a cash flow type portfolio where the investment portfolio drives uh, your, your income needs, uh, do I have that 4 or 5% yield available to me and reoccurring on a quarterly basis where uh, my, my income is not um, jeopardized moving into the future? And, and certainly, has my investment plan operated uh, by itself or is this in a concept of, uh, of a harmony with my tax planner and my financial planner and, and all other professionals where we can take advantage of, uh, of, of a group effort where that decision is not made, it's not emotional and not made in isolation. So be proactive, work with your COIs, reset your expectations to slightly lower returns, but at the same time, Look at the bond market, look at alternative investments, look at tax efficiencies. There's so much good work that can be done. And I think right. that's the moral of the story. Sure. And Woody, when you're looking at uh, the longer range um, and what it is that you want to do in terms of planning, walk me through again uh, what you think are the checklists, the important, the important milestones that exist in all of this in order that you have a, a, you know, a portfolio and a plan that actually... Uh, has some coherence to it. The very first one I want to say is have a budget. No matter where the life stage you are, uh, a deep have spend some time to have a build a detailed budget because that will give you a realistic um, picture of where you are and what's your current financial situation. 
And the second one, I would say, is write down your top three financial goals. Have those financial goals in mind and uh, um, let yourself, tell yourself what you're willing to do to achieve those. Um, the third one is to build your team, work with the trusted advisors to, to build a financial plan, the roadmap to achieve those goals. And I do have one bonus tip, which is uh, have a healthy mindset. Uh, understand that achieving those long-term goals will call for like short-term um, sacrifice, perhaps. And that there will, there will be uh, turbulent times like today's environments during this process. So have a healthy mindset and understand the process and stay true to your financial goals. That would be my um, oh, Okay, Okay, well then I'll, I'll throw a bonus question here at you, at both of you, <laughs> as we end off. Because I think it's actually very good. We've talked a lot about emotion and all of this and, and its role in it. And I thought maybe we could conclude by talking about worrying. Right? I mean, you know, we talked at the start about uncertainty and how that might affect your, you know, your investment strategy, your financial planning, all that. Um, as we conclude, maybe a little bit of advice that you give people when they come in to see you about worrying. What, you know, what do you tell them, Woody, to, to, to deal with when they start to express worry? I love this and I love this today, especially because we are in this fall season. And uh, if we're looking at the four seasons, fall is the season that all the leaves falling off the trees is a season of change. Uh, and it is a very normal part of, the, uh, of every year. And it's a part of the life, uh, life cycle. So when we're looking at investment environments, when we're looking at uh, financial planning, and when we're looking at our life, uh, it, we do go through different uh, cycles. So I, when clients feel worried, I think it's great to remind us this is a season of change. We all experience uh, unexpected situation in our life and uh, spring will come, summer will come at the end. So keep focus uh, on the yeah. positive yeah. side and keep focused on the vision of your life, of the Absolutely. financial plan goals. That's very nice. That's good. That's a great answer. Claudio, what's your uh, what's your uh, prescription for people who come in with a pile of worry? Well, I mean, Woody has put that very eloquently, and I have to resonate the same thoughts that pertain to an investment portfolio or the value of your other assets. At the end of the day, uh, worrying is natural, and there's two types of worrying. I mean, if you if 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 we worry and we take no action, perhaps that creates even more anxiety. If we worry about something specifically that can be addressed, then let's address it today. It is a and and accept the fact that this is one chapter in the book of investing and planning and financial markets. Uh, and and you know what? At the end of the day, we have to reframe. The reason for worrying. I'm, are we worrying about 4% interest rates? Are we worrying about the economy being able to take that? Are we worrying about what 4% would pertain to us in terms of our financial household and financial well being? Um, I would say that uh, where we are today, to a certain degree, we're moving towards a normal scale of interest rates. And of course, yes, we went from zero to 4%, but zero to 4% soon, now we're 3.25%. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going from four to eight. Uh, so there are boundaries here. And uh, at the end of the day, we'll all uh, end up better off out of this, just like we did a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, now we have 
we have the fixed market, the uh, short-term uh, bond market giving us returns. Uh, perhaps we'll have a healthier financial environment and, uh, and we'll get through this together. And, and the key message here is don't worry by yourself, worry together with us and uh, we'll be able to take that away as much as we can. And the future is always sorting itself out. Okay, well, I feel better uh, now. Um, it, I to, thanks, <laughs> thanks very much, thanks both of you, Claudio and Woody, for uh, your advice today. Uh, hope people value it and uh, and act upon it. Uh, good to talk to you both. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Kirk. Yeah. Our pleasure. I'm Kirk the Point, publisher and editor in chief of BIB. Thanks a lot for watching. <laughs>